You are listening to the Grow Your Local Business podcast, where local marketing expert and life coach Leslie Presnell shares the strategies and the mindset to help you reach more people in your city and bring in a steady stream of clients. All right, let's dive in. Hello, welcome to episode eight, how to plan a solo work retreat. So if you've been following me for a while, then you may know that I take quarterly work retreats where I basically leave town so I can go work (laughs) because first off, it's fun. And second, I can just be really productive and get something big done that's harder to get done at home or in my normal day-to-day workflow. So I'm gonna tell you today like how to do these retreats and how you can plan your own as well. I came up with five main tips that I'm gonna share, but I probably have a lot more sprinkled in. And since we're nearing the end of the year and getting ready to go into 2023, I thought this would be a good time to bring this up because I'm actually about to go on my own annual planning retreat here in the second week of December to really like hash out and map out my entire next year. So I know that you're also likely thinking about next year and planning as well. So I wanted to offer you this idea today. So I go on a solo work trip like this every quarter and I've done them differently over the years as far as like what I actually like work on. And I'll talk about that in a bit when I give you the tips on how to plan yours. But I take them essentially to like get away and get some either deep work done or to get some big planning done. So those are kind of the two main ways that I use them, deep work or big planning, or in this case, coming up in December, both. So this one coming up in December, I'm going to be gone for three days and I'll be planning out next year. Like I am bringing multiple copies of printed out blank 2023 calendars just so I can like spread them out. It gives me lots of space to play around with what my year could look like. And the first thing I do is I just get like all the holidays and seasonal things laid out and start planning my promotions and launches and big pushes that I'm going to have. And I'll plan any big updates that I want to do inside of the Localpreneur Bootcamp. I'll plan workshops or bonuses for my clients, you know, events, content, like literally anything that I have going on for next year. This is when I plan it. And I get pretty detailed. I keep notes all year with ideas of things that I want to implement or try. So this is the time of year that I get to go through all that and start putting it on the calendar. Like I know there are some new bonuses that I want to create and new trainings that I want to put inside of the Localpreneur Bootcamp. So it's really going to be like me locking in that kind of stuff on the calendar instead of just saying like, oh, one day I'm going to get to that. And also, like, I know I have a challenge that I'm going to have coming up in the first quarter of the new year for you guys. So, like, when do I actually want to do that challenge? Like, what are the actual dates? When do I want to start creating the content for it? When will I start promoting it? 
When are we going to announce it? Like all of it. I do not like flying by the seat of my pants. So if you come join me in the local Preneur Bootcamp, I teach you how to plan your year. So like you set your goal, then break everything down that you're going to do like by the quarter, by the month, by the week, by the day. Then it's really all about following through, evaluating, tracking your progress, tweaking and making changes as you go. But it's not like you're just staring off into next year, wondering what's going to happen. Like you know what's going to happen. You know what's coming down the pipeline. You know what you're going to be working on. And of course, I teach my clients and I do this too, but we leave white space. Like we leave room for magic, for inspiration and good ideas that we know are going to come to us throughout the year. Um, But we don't go into anything like just winging it. Like this is our roadmap. So once I have my year broken down and planned out, I'm going to spend the rest of my time on this upcoming planning trip slash work retreat working on the podcast. So I'm going to spend my time mapping out the entire first quarter of podcast episodes. So this is something that I really want to be intentional about. Like I don't want to be planning week to week what's going to come out for you guys. Like I want to know exactly what's coming out each week and get everything even outlined. I don't know if I will be able to fully flesh out like every idea in detail for 12 episodes at once or in a few days because my brain just would be exhausted and doesn't work like that. But at least like I want to know what's coming out so I can put my brain to work between now and then to focus on that content. So I can be thinking about the best way to deliver these ideas or concepts to you or the best way that I can teach it to you. So I use Trello. Um, I will link that up for you in the show notes. Um, It's really kind of like a planning, I don't know the best way to explain it, like the planning um, organizational board. (laughs) I don't know the best way to explain it. Um, But it's how I organize kind of all of my content and podcast episodes and social media content. It's free to use. So basically, like I make a Trello board for my or I have a Trello board for my podcast. And then I make a card is what they call it for each podcast episode. And then that way, when I am out for a run or a walk or, you know, I'm doing my makeup or whatever, I'm sitting on the couch and I think of something that I want to say specifically in each episode, I can go in and add it right there because I already know what my next 12 episodes are going to be. And that way, I'm also not having all these notes like in my phone and emails to myself and sticky notes everywhere because honestly, between me and you, that's how my life is right now. So I definitely want to have a better system for the podcast coming up so I can streamline that and hopefully make the podcast creation get a little faster. I am still very much in the beginning phases, so I'm okay with it still taking me basically an entire day to hash out an episode and record it and edit it. 
Uh, I am doing everything myself right now. I do not have a podcast producer yet. I wanted to do everything myself to start. Like I wanted to get my hands dirty and just learn the process before I handed it off to anyone else. So I definitely will be getting a podcast producer going into the new year and offloading some of the editing of the podcast and the transcripts and all of that. So that is something that I'm actually going to be adding to my calendar when I'm doing my planning to start looking into that and make decisions around that. But for now, it's just me. So I am giving myself some grace around the time that it's taking me and not trying to rush kind of the creative process that goes into putting this podcast together. I've worked really hard this year to make my calendar feel very spacious and not cluttered because I want the space to create quality content and to not feel like I just have to throw something together to meet a deadline every week. So that's where I'm at. Like it is taking me longer, but I'm still thinking already, like, how can I start to speed up the process going into next year? So this is something that I will be working on on my work retreat coming up in December and really planning out those 12 episodes ahead of time. And I think that is something that will speed up that process for sure. So even if you don't have a podcast, you can still think of your own social media content like this. You know, like, what do you want? coming down the pipeline? What ideas do you have? Can you go ahead and get those out on paper or a Trello board, even if you don't have them like fully fleshed out yet? So at least they're out of your mind, you're making a plan for it, and will eventually get published. I actually teach this full kind of editorial process inside the boot camp. It just makes you so much more intentional. I come from a journalism background from newspapers and magazines and then, you know, blogging for the past 13 years. So I am very used to thinking ahead in content and thinking about upcoming seasons. So that is something that I know I'm just naturally good at so I can help my clients with. So planning and organizing content is for sure a strength of mine and something that I just kind of nerd out and enjoy. But I know that creating content and having the time to plan and all this time and deep work is hard in the day-to-day of just running your business and working with clients. So that's why I get away and do these work retreats and I make sure I plan for these work retreats. So I'm not gonna say that it's impossible for me to develop 12 podcast episodes at home, but it is so much easier and less distracting when I can get away and go do it right? I only have one thing to focus on. Or it's not that I can't plan and map out my year at home. But again, it's fun to get away. It's easier to stay focused on that one thing when I go away and can do it. I don't have to put out fires, respond to emails, worry about anything else except getting that done. So I'm going to break down how to create your own solo work retreat in five steps so you can get away for either a big planning session like this or to do some deep work on your own. 
But I will say, even if you cannot get away, I did something very similar for years before I ever started leaving town. I only started leaving town for these retreats maybe in like 2020, like during COVID. I think it was just because I was so tired of being home at that point. But I used to just go to our public library and rent out a conference room. They would let me have it for free. So check with your local library and see if that's an option for you. Like I would just bring everything I needed, like my calendars, my laptop. They had a dry erase board in there that I could use. It was quiet. I would bring my coffee and I would just get to work. So being in a conference room too makes you feel very official. Like you get down to business. So check with your library or even a local hotel. You could also just rent a room in a hotel in town if you needed to. Like if you could work at the hotel during the day, if you needed to be back at home at night, like with your family. So even if you can't leave town, I still want you to think like, where can I go in my city? to get out of my normal work environment as I'm sharing these five tips with you. So my first tip for planning your solo work retreat is to go alone for a few days. So rule number one, go alone, of course. (laughs) Don't bring anyone with you. It will not work. You will get distracted. Y'all will go have fun instead and you won't do anything. So make sure you go alone. And plan for a few days. So I will be going for three days in December, and that's about my average time to go. So really think about what you're trying to accomplish and be realistic with what you can get done. How long do you think you're really going to be able to focus on your project? Like, of course, you want to plan in breaks and all of that as well, but you don't want to give yourself like a full week if you know you're going to be mentally drained and not focused by the end of the week. I like the idea of three days because it's a short enough time that I can stay focused, but long enough that I can get something done. My second tip is to be intentional with what you're going to work on and to know this before you leave. So before going on your retreat, choose something specific that you will work on and complete while you're gone. So for me this round, I'm going to be planning my year and hashing out my first 12 podcast episodes for 2023. During my summer retreat this past August, I actually planned the launch of my podcast. So I made a lot of decisions while I was gone. Like what day would my podcast be released? Who would I host my podcast through? I decided on all my equipment I would use and purchased it while I was gone. I wrote my intro and outro. I hired someone to record my intro and outro for me. I hired someone to do the artwork for my podcast. I was very clear before I left, like I had a checklist of these are the things that you're deciding and doing while you're gone. Like you are making a decision, do your best, stick to it and just go. (laughs) And this worked with me because I didn't want to get stuck in months of trying to decide like who I wanted to record my intro. Like I literally gave myself an hour. I listened to about 20 samples. I picked my top five. I narrowed it down. I made the decision. I contacted her right then, even before I even wrote my intro. 
And I did that because I knew that writing the perfect intro was something else that I would want to procrastinate on. Like knowing me, I'm thinking there are perfect words to write. I've got to say it in the right way. So I knew that once I contacted someone to record for me, that I would have like 24 hours to get her that script. So everything was just like boom, boom, boom. I came back from that retreat. Everything was ready for the podcast. I just had to start recording. In the spring, I went away and planned my workshop, the three mistakes that local business owners make on social media and what to do instead, and the launch that I wanted to do around that workshop to invite people to join me inside of the Localpreneur Bootcamp. I knew going on this trip that I had a certain amount of emails to write to go along with this launch. Like I had the emails to write when people signed up for the training, the reminder emails, the replay emails, the sales emails. I even knew how many days that I would be in a sales period for the boot camp. So I knew how many social media posts I would need. So it kept me hyper focused just on that. And just with the end goal in mind of like being done. Basically, you don't want to go on a work retreat without having a plan. Then you're just going on vacation. (laughs) Like, have you ever brought your laptop on vacation thinking you were going to get work done? Like you don't, right? Like at least I don't. Like if I if I don't have something specific do, to do, like I get home and I'm like, why did I even pack this? So if you don't have a plan, you're gonna end up working on random things that aren't going to be like the big projects or the big revenue generating activities in your business. So you may end up even scrolling on social media and just not be focused. And then you're going to end up leaving wondering like where your time went and what you got done. And I know this is what happens a lot just in our normal day to day work. So we definitely don't want that to happen on our work retreats. So Consider creative things to work on, like writing stuff for your marketing or content creation. Choose something that may be harder to focus on in your normal day-to-day work routine. Like what is a bigger project that you want to get done? Is there a new offer you want to bring in? Is there a sales page you want to write? Is there a certain amount of social media content that you want to batch and get created? Like what does that look like in your business? So my third tip is to choose an elevated space. So working in pretty spaces is a work retreat requirement for me. Like I want to be inspired by my space. I want it to generate elevated emotions of inspiration and abundance and creativity. Like I want it to elevate my self-concept. So choose a location that has good views like beaches, nature, mountains, street views, cityscapes, or choose a pretty hotel. Okay, so this spring I stayed at a place called the Sully Mansion in New Orleans. So this is a three-story mansion in uptown New Orleans. It was built in the late 1800s and now they've converted it into a bed and breakfast. So the rooms are gorgeous. Like there's big windows. There's a fireplace in the rooms. Like there's a wraparound porch. There's a courtyard garden. They serve you breakfast every morning. Like the big oak trees. Like it's just amazing. Like 
I felt fancy staying there, right? Like it, it was an elevated space, okay? So the house was picture perfect and all day long you could see tourists, like even stopping on the street and taking photos of the house. So this was my perfect idea of an elevated space. So, and there were also a lot of places to sit within the mansion. So that brings me to another point, which is to consider a place that has a lot of seating options. If you're going to be working there for days, you'll want to probably switch up where you sit, especially if you start to feel restless. So maybe this is having like a table or a desk and then maybe a living area or a balcony uh, or just somewhere else you can go, maybe a coffee shop. So the Sully Mansion had several rooms for me to work in, like including my room, the dining room, and like their front porch. So this time in December, I am going to Biloxi in Mississippi and I'm going to have the beach to look at. So I'm staying in a casino resort. So there's going to be plenty of spaces or places for me to move around. And I know there's also a Starbucks down the street, like literally on the beach, if I want to go there just to be somewhere different. And I haven't decided where all I want to go for my retreats next year. And I do go quarterly. So I really am itching to have one in New York City. And I think that would be a really fun workspace for me. Uh, I actually used to live in New York briefly. Like I interned there one summer in college and then like I worked for a, a magazine and then I moved back there after I graduated. So I do love New York. It's one of my favorite cities, even though... I do not live there anymore. So I'm definitely planning on doing a retreat there this coming year. So that's a place that I'm very comfortable traveling alone. And my husband doesn't get that into visiting like big cities. Like he'd much prefer like nature places. So I think he'd be fine with me going without him. So New York is on my list for an upcoming work trip and possibly Savannah. I just had a friend go on a solo trip there and she had a blast and totally sold me on it. We had a trip to go there um, planned during COVID, but we had to cancel. So maybe I'm going to add that one to my list. And this is actually something that I want to add. I plan for my work retreats when I do my annual planning. Like I look at when I'm going to have bigger pushes throughout the year and when I could A, use a getaway and B, use that deep work time. And so I plan those trips there. And I just am really intentional about it. So definitely make sure you plan your work retreats. Or even if you want to have more of the staycation retreats, still plan when you're going to have those and get them on the calendar. Even if you don't know where you're going yet, at least pick your dates and put them on the calendar. So my fourth tip is to wear things that make you feel good. So since you're going to be in an elevated space, you'll also want to elevate the way you dress. And this can generate those elevated emotions even more. If I'm not on Zoom calls or working with my clients, most days I'm in yoga pants. And I do believe that there is a correlation 
between how I dress and how productive I am sometimes. So when I go on work retreats, even if I don't plan on leaving my hotel room, I still get dressed. I pack things that make me feel good, but are still comfortable to work in that are not my normal yoga pants. So pick something that makes you feel good and that helps you kind of step into this elevated self-concept and gets you excited and gets you creative. So my fifth and final tip is to pamper yourself, like plan to reward yourself for the hard work you're doing while you're there. So I always pack a face mask and some fancier special occasion beauty products. Like y'all know what I'm talking about. Like, you know, we have these beauty products that we don't use all the time or that we use them sparingly. Like bring those. Those are your special pamper beauty products. (laughs) Bring those. And I also take time to do like yoga. I have the Peloton app on my phone, but you can also just like YouTube this. Um, I also do like a daily meditation while I'm gone. I pack a book for fun so I can read at night. I take myself to dinner. I scope out like a local happy hour place when I'm done working for the day, or maybe like you just want a bottle of wine for your room. Like think of different ways to treat yourself in a way that feels good for you. So for me, that's face mask, books, happy hour, and dinner, and I am good. All right, so those are my five tips to create your perfect solo work retreat. So real quick to recap, one, go alone for a few days. Two, be intentional with what you're gonna work on and get done. Three, pick an elevated space to work in. Four, wear things that make you feel good. And five, pamper yourself while you're there and reward yourself for your hard work and your commitment to getting it done. All right, so if you are planning a solo work retreat coming up next year, I definitely wanna know. So be sure to at least come tell me on Instagram, tag me in your post, or send me a DM and tell me where you're going. I wanna know. So come find me at Leslie Presnell. It's L-E-S-L-I-E-P-R-E-S-N-A-L-L over on Instagram. And I will also be sharing some of the behind the scenes of my retreat coming up soon, but not too much because we got to stay focused. We got to stay off of social media, but I will be sure to share a little bit with you. So come find me over on Instagram. Tell me what you are planning and I will talk to you guys next week. Hey, if you enjoyed today's episode, I want to invite you to check out my program, The Localpreneur Bootcamp. This is my coaching program for business owners who are ready to become the local go-to in their industry with a steady stream of clients. You can find more information at lesliepersonal.com and I'll see you inside.